Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. It's lovely to be here. It's lovely to see the church so full. It feels as though we're getting back to the numbers that we had before that pandemic thing started. My name's Neil uh, Smart. I'm the associate vicar here, and it's my privilege and joy to be able to speak this morning about this new vision that we've got here at St. Jude's. For the last six or eight months, we've been working on this new vision, and I hope you've picked that up. Adam gave us a really clear path for us to follow with different steps along the journey. And there's been a lot of prayer and time of listening, lots of feedback from across our congregations. And all of that feedback's been gathered together in uh, documents and jam boards. If you don't know what a jam board is, then uh, see me afterwards. Um, but then there was a vision group of seven people who took all this information put it together and came up with our vision. And today we have the big reveal and the launch of our vision and you should have a card on your seat that will tell you what it is. So if you want to look at your cards, our purpose is making Jesus the heart of South Sea. And our values are on the back that we're a church of word and spirit and our vision is about Growing faith, offering hope, and sharing God's love. Now we want to learn this so that it becomes part of who we are. So what I'd like to do is for you to repeat that after me. So what's our purpose? Our purpose is making Jesus the heart of South Sea. And our values, what are our two values? Word and spirit. And what's our vision? Growing faith, offering hope and sharing God's love. You could say that eight months was quite a long time to get to those few words. But we were reminded on the process, especially by our PCC, that this had to be something that we could remember and repeat. And we want everybody who comes to St. Jude's to be able to tell other people that this is what we're about. Our message is that Jesus is Lord. We want to make him the heart of South Sea. And we do that through these three things, offering hope, growing faith and sharing love. So this is what we're about. This is our aim. And this is what we want to measure all that we do against. So that when we get to the budget decisions and the staffing decisions for our church, those decisions are made in line with this vision of growing faith, offering hope and sharing God's love. Faith, hope, and love. That's familiar, isn't it? That sounds like something we've heard before because at the heart of St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, his first letter to the Corinthians, in chapter 13, there's a chapter about love that often gets read out at weddings. It's one of the most commonly known pieces of scripture in our society. It starts with, love is patient, love is kind. Do you remember? And it goes on, love does not boast, it is not proud or arrogant, and love never fails. And at the end of that chapter, in verse 13 of chapter 13, Paul says, and these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So our vision is entirely in line with all that scripture says. 
growing faith, offering hope, and sharing God's love. That's all great, I hear you say, but what does it mean for me? How does that work out in my life? I want to suggest today that our job at church, as a church, is to deliver a message. There are other things that we do, but we are here to bring good news into the world. We're here to tell people of what Jesus has done. We're here to be his witnesses in the world. There are lots of other things that we do and lots of things that we do in lots of different ways. But basically, we're here to bring the good news of the cross and the resurrection that saves people's lives and sets them free and allows them and us to build a new kingdom, the kingdom of God. We are here to deliver this message. And that message was exactly the same message as we heard in that reading to the church in Ephesus. The first Christians had the very same message as we have today. That message tells how we were trapped somewhere and then God did something so that we could become someone new. This is the message that we need to pass on. This is our story. For many of us, we were trapped and we were under God's wrath and that was what we deserved. But God stepped in and now we're somewhere new. So let's look at those verses again. Paul writes, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. All the things that we do wrong, all the disobedience, all the things that hurt other people, all our failures and our faults. Sometimes we hurt other people deliberately. Sometimes we do it just by mistake. But all of us have turned away from God in disobedience. And then Paul changes the sense, the tense of that sentence. And like the rest, we, by nature, were deserving of wrath. We're all included in this. We all make mistakes. We all hurt people. But, and there's a great big but in this passage. But God stepped in. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, so rich that we can never get to the ends of his mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in those transgressions. And it is by grace that we have been saved. It's all about God's grace. It's all about being saved by grace. His incomparable grace that grace by which we are saved through faith. It's grace, grace, grace. Something that God did for us, not anything that we can do for ourselves. And because of this grace, we now have a new identity. We are new creations. We are created in Christ Jesus. If we can have the next slides. We are in Christ Jesus. We are God's handiwork. And we're that handiwork so that we can do the good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. He already knows what sort of ways we can serve him. He already knows how we're to be put to work in his kingdom. This is the message of good news. The message that gives people a new hope and a new purpose in their lives. A message that never changes. 
This is what we're called to pass on to this and to every generation. The message never changes. We were lost, then we were found, and now we are part of a new family. That message never fails. That message never changes. But that message has a package that comes around it, a package that needs to hold the message. And the package does need to change and to adapt. There were certain people who used to communicate by sending smoke signals to each other. And I'd like to suggest that sending smoke signals from church to our community would not be a very effective way of getting the message out into the world. There might even be a Church of England course on how to present the gospel through smoke, uh, through smoke signals. I don't know, but it wouldn't work here, would it? If we used that method of sending out the gospel, nobody would probably notice. They might call the fire brigade, but nobody would notice. The package has to be relevant to the people that it's trying to reach. There's the message and the package. So at St. Jude's, we have a range of packages that are designed to reach different people. And we're proud of all those different packages. We have different services, and it's lovely to have the 9 o'clock service here with us this morning at our 10.30 service. The 9 o'clock service is more traditional. It has hymns and the organ, and, uh, and we love that 9 o'clock service. We have a midweek service that also has hymns and the organ. But then we also have this service, which has guitars and drums and keyboards, and that's why we're starting the new service, the seven that starts next week, for the younger people to come. And the, and the music will be even louder. And it will be even more full of drums and guitars and keyboards than this service. Because that's how we're going to reach those people. It's a different package in order to get the message across. To deliver the message, you need the right package. We saw how, how over the first lockdown period, the package had to change, didn't it? We couldn't meet in church, we had to go online. We had to learn how to stream, we had to install a new camera. We had to get used to, I had to get used to talking to my phone and recording things as if you were on the other side and hopefully got a little bit better at it as time went by. The package needs to change and we have other packages that deliver or try to help deliver the message we had a package yesterday that involved making lots of scones. Ruth and her team in the kitchen made 250 scones yesterday. And some of us had to eat some of those scones in order to uh, get that message across. Um, and that was, that was all part of it. And we have an alpha course that we run regularly. The next alpha course, if you know anyone who wants to join one, starts on the 13th of October at St. Margaret's Church. St. Margaret is our church plant that we planted just down the other end of Albert Road in Highland Road. And they have their Alpha course starting on the 13th of October. If anyone wants to find out more about the message of the good news, then point them to that Alpha course. All of these packages can deliver the message. Do you see? The message is all about the cross and the resurrection. The message is the cross that sets people free. And the package is how... We put that message together so that we can deliver it to somebody. But there's another stage in the process. You can have a great package, you can have a great message, but you actually have to deliver it. Now we're going to 
go off piece slightly, but I want you to stay with me, okay? Because I want to tell you about a delivery firm. DHL is one of the most successful delivery uh, companies in the world. It delivers about 1.5 billion packages every year. It was started by three college graduates, three students, Adrian Dowsey, Larry Hillbaum, and Robert Lynn, DHL. That's where it comes from. Initially, they took stuff to Hawaii on flights from California. That sounds like a fun thing to do, doesn't it? Delivering stuff to Hawaii. But then it got bigger and bigger, and it's now run by Deutsche Post, and it's got a global reach. It started small, it was good at delivering things, and it grew. People put the message in the package, and they handed it over to DHL for them to deliver it. But the way that it gets delivered is by people, isn't it? You need people in the process, and we need people in our process. We've got a great message. We've got lots of good packages, but we need people in order to deliver the message. It's the people who actually make it work. And the people at DHL all have their uniform that keeps them, uh, that keeps them all in the right place, in the right time. They are part of a delivery service. And so you, do, you see that we have a message and a package and our vision is there to help us to remember what our delivery service looks like. So instead of DHL, we have FHL. Do you see? Do you see what we did there? It's FHL, faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. Those are the people that we need to be. This is the uniform that we need to wear. We need to put on faith, hope, and love. Because without us, together, all of us, this message in the package won't get delivered. We need all to be involved in this process. This is our vision, that we will all be involved in growing faith, offering hope, and sharing God's love. In this way, we're honouring all that St. Jude's has already achieved down through many decades, because we've always been a church that actively seeks to make disciples. We've always, here at St. Jude's, been about growing faith. So we want to see people growing in faith. We want to see them having that opportunity to encounter Jesus and the abundant life he brings. If we could have the next slide. Is that okay? So we want to be a place where we're growing faith, creating opportunities, allowing people to encounter Jesus, to grow in their faith. It's not just about bringing people to Jesus, it's about keeping them on that journey as they grow to become disciples. And this means focusing on the things that will help us to grow in faith and making sure that we always give others access to this gift of faith, for we are saved by grace through faith. And our church should be a beacon of hope, especially now, crucially at this time, as we get to the end of this pandemic, lots of people are anxious about lots of things. You could see it in all of those queues rushing to the petrol stations yesterday. People are anxious and worried. People are fearful about so many things. People need hope. 
And we have this good news to pass on, a sure and certain hope, a hope that death is defeated and that sin can be overcome, just as we sang in that song, in Christ alone. The local church, as we've said, is the hope for the world. And then we've always been a place that has shared God's love. Did you know that back in the 1800s, St. Jude's Church ran a credit union for poor people to save money so that they could not get into debt. St. Jude's Church ran a library before there were any public libraries in the city. St. Jude's Church paid for the entire staff and management of St. Jude's School in the 1800s. That was everything. All of the staff costs, all of the building costs, everything St. Jude's paid for at the school. In the winter, St. Jude's provided blankets and clothes and coal for the poor in our parish. And three weeks ago, Adam challenged us that God's got more for us to do here. That the present glory would be far greater than the former glory. That's what we're aiming for here at St. Jude. So we've got lots to do to catch up with those guys back in the 1800s who were doing all those things. We've got lots to get on with and lots to do. But we will only do it if we put faith, hope and love into action. This needs to be our delivery system. Faith, hope and love. Growing faith, offering hope, sharing God's love. This is our vision. And so the question this morning is, are you up for this? Is this going to be our vision? Is this what we're going to be part of? I love this vision. It's a vision that I am happy to give my whole life to. This is what I've always tried to live for and now it's come together. And I'm sure that God is in this. There were so many prayers offered, so much time listening. There was so much contribution from all of us here in St. Jude's. And that little vision group, when they got together, there was so much positive energy in it that, that just brought this all together. And now we have this new vision. Growing faith, offering hope, sharing God's love. Together, we have these three, faith, hope, and love. And we're called to speak this message out into the community. It's no good us just talking about faith, hope, and love in here. That's all very good and lovely, but we've got to start talking about faith, hope, and love out there. Wouldn't it be great if each, each of us could have a conversation with somebody out in the world about faith every week? If we could aim to have a conversation about hope out there every week. If we could have a conversation about God's love wherever we are, at work, at school, in the hospital, in the, in the shops. Out there we need to talk about faith, hope and love. So are you up for this? Are you on board? Do you want to be part of this delivery system? We have a wonderful message. We have really good packages. But we need to be involved to get the message and the package into the hands of the people who need to receive it. What part will you play in delivering some faith, hope and love to South Sea? Would you please stand if you're able to? And let's just pause for a moment.
faith, hope, and love. These three remain. And the greatest of these is love. Lord Jesus, may your love compel us to take this message of good news out into our world. We're going to move on into a time where we can make a physical act that confirms that we're up for this vision. As we get ready for that, let's sing our next song. I will offer up my life.